Hello, everyone. Before we get started on this week's episode where we talk about kink, I want to talk to you about Polydamance Millennium 2020. Now, I know we've mentioned it a million times before, but PDM is online this year and the theme is open to love. And wouldn't you happen to know that I am hosting the Friday night opening ceremonies along with uh, Pages Matan. You might remember him as Sir Wolfgang. Uh, He's an international poet, writer, and kink enthusiast. So all of that is to say that I really, really want to see you guys at Polydallas Millennium. There's going to be so many amazing speakers and real, I'm going to be there. Do you need another reason? So click the link that's going to be in our show notes and uh, get your ticket today. Just so you guys know, today is the last day, the very, very last day to get those discounted tickets. So if you want to pay $50 for three days of amazing, amazing, amazing people and information and all that stuff, then you definitely need to click the link. Do it now. Happy Kinktober, Shem. Is that, is that a holiday? Is, is that a yes. season we're in now? Sure. It is kinky season. Just like it is also spooky season. Happy October. Happy fall. Happy all of those things that go along with all of what I just said. I just use a lot of words and happy everything there. Yes. Happy everything she just said also from me. So big ditto. (laughs) Hashtag cosign. So this month we are talking a lot about kink and uh, fetishes and things like that. So... I thought, well, we have a couple of interviews coming up later in the month with people who are definitely more experty than I on this. Definitely way more than me. (laughs) Way more than both of us. But for now, let's just have like a brief-ish, not really that brief, conversation about what kink is, what we understand about kink. So like this is the 101. Uh, yeah, except that neither of us are really teachers, so can we really teach King Sorry, really bad 101. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, before it is, King it 101? It's elementary school kink. This yeah. is elementary school kink. So not even like a 101. This is like a point zero 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 one. Yeah, because I'm sure there's going to be some real kinky people listening and being like, uh, judging everything we say and saying, no, that's not it. What are you talking about? You're so wrong. So yeah, not 101. This is just us trying to figure it out. To, yes. to lead into our experts that give us the actual knowledge that they have. Correct. Exactly that. So before we get started, let's talk about altplayground.net. Our, our good friends over at altplayground, yes. <laughs> they have this amazing setup where you can be sexy securely. Because unlike some other sites, and you guys know the sites I'm talking about, Alt Playground takes the security of user information very seriously. That's why they put safe holes in place to avoid bots and fakes. Now, I know some of us out here in the world have been on some popular dating apps and lifestyle websites and been catfished by robots and other such fake people. But Alt Playground's making sure that doesn't happen to you there. That it doesn't happen there at all. Like, yeah, even nah. like regular social media these days, just bots everywhere, just people trying to link you to stuff. All Playground is trying to put a stop to that and make you, if you're on All Playground, you won't experience that. Unfortunately, you can't avoid it in our regular lives. 
get away in regular life, but thankfully they are here to protect us on their site. And unlike Zoom, I have I told you guys about being Zoom bombed before at an Our Black People Allowed event? Pretty sure we have. Oh, yes, but, of um, course. <laughs> but yeah, video chatting on Alt Playground is incredibly secure, like super secure. So you can be naughty with total peace of mind. You don't have to worry about strangers running up into your video chats and conversations and making you uncomfortable because it is protected and just between you and the people you are talking to. So you're safe to be yourself. Exactly. So sign up today at altplayground.net and experience this lovely, sexy, secure website. So now that I've gotten all this very super important information out of the way, I'm Jen. I'm Sham. And And we're monogamish. I think we're close. Okay, so we're here, we're back, and we want to talk about kink. But the most important part of this conversation is defining the terms, right? So what even is kink anyway? So I've looked at multiple websites, trying to get information. I've talked to a couple of people, um, not the experts, obviously. I'm asking like random, like normal people what they thought about kink. And I'm reading the sites and having these conversations pretty much. We've all agreed that kink is something that is like not vanilla. And I was like, wow, that really narrows that down. Not vanilla. Yeah, big help there. How descriptive. How descriptive. Thank you for sharing. What is vanilla? (laughs) And then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like missionary and like doggy style. Like that's vanilla. I'm like, doggy style is vanilla. I mean, yeah, to me. But for some people, the idea of doing it in reverse, like, (gasps) Offense or sensibilities. So, yeah, I'm sure to some. Oh, to me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Not to you, but I was like, so what do you think kink? What do you think kink is? Like, not definitions, just like, what is your understanding of kink? All right. Just on what information I have in my head, naturally, kink to me is, I guess, any sexual practice that could be considered outside the norm of just regular sex at, at hmm see the more i try <laughs> I, to think about it, the more it's like but it, the, when you say regular what's regular you know when you say normal so-called normal or what is accepted by society maybe i'm not sure but it's yeah. an alternate alternative to what is generally understood as what is what takes place in sex so the opposite of vanilla <laughs> yeah i guess back to vanilla again yeah okay so, so every other flavor on on the ice cream menu okay okay that's a good one uh my understanding of kink is definitely more well i mean before understanding actually more about it um was in the beginning i was thinking of it more of like you know uh bdsm sort of stuff like that is one of the big things that i knew quote unquote as what kink was and what kinky was and that you know, spanking and choking and gags and things all that like fun that. Stuff. Yes. All of that for me was just you know kink, and you know even anal was kinky to me for a while. I was like, oh my god, you put it where? <laughs> you put it where? No, why would you do that? <laughs> but 
you know, you go through, you go through all these things and you go through all these thoughts and, and as you have more sex and learn more about sex and sexuality and things like this, I feel like your definitions and your understandings evolve. You know what I mean? Definitely. The more stuff you're into, you're either going to say, I have to either consider myself kinky or change what I consider to be kinky. Because if you add something new that you weren't doing before, then based on what I was saying, you know, it's no longer in the realm of what you thought was normal. But then are you going to call yourself kinky just because you did a new position or something? No. So maybe kinky is not just simply not the norm or whatever. So, yeah. Okay, so we've, we've talked to you a bit about what we think about kink. So I went to the very, very reputable, super important site called kinkly.com to get their definition. Don't ask me why. It should be obvious, though. Um, and they say that kink is an umbrella term used to describe a wide range of sexual activities that are considered to be unconventional or unorthodox. So, so far, so good. Pretty much what we said before. Yeah, yeah. We're on the right track. While BDSM is one of the first things that springs to mind when someone hears the word kink, ding, ding, that's me, (laughs) it's far from the only kinky practice out there. You know, sexual acts such as spanking, dripple candle wax on the skin. Thank you, Ricky Martin. Live in La Vida Loca video 1999 for that. Wow. Participating in orgies, swinging and role playing are also often considered to be kinky and are some unusual... Sexual positions, usage of sex toys can also be kinky. So anything not kinky is said to be vanilla. <laughs> so we we pretty much got it. We had our understanding correct, you know, yeah, of what generally. kink is. But kink seems to be like a very broad term. Like I said, you know, it's just this very, like I said, non-traditional sexual and intimate desires or practices or fantasies. And non-traditional means different things to different people, right? So for someone... I said, I, I thought anal was like, whoa, like this yeah, weird thing back in the day. Especially living in Jamaica. But, right. But now I don't consider anal to be kinky at all because of, you know, my own idea of what is quote unquote traditional sex for me. So like I said, it traditional and not traditional mean different things based on, you know, cultural backgrounds, you know, and like I said, we grew up in Jamaica, so a lot of shit that might be normal to some people is just very, very different and kinky to us. And uh, they said the definition also encompasses anything that falls outside of romantic intercourse based sex between two people. So like I said, you know, public humiliation, that is, you know, kink, you know, bondage, Mm -hmm. (laughs) foot worship, group sex, you know, I segued into a daily dot um, definition of kink as well while I, did that kinkly one because i thought they went so well together it kind of helps to explain what all this stuff is yeah it's like giving them um they both work together well just giving more context to the first definition adding a few more you know kinks that we may not have thought of they go together they go together like yeah i had to i had to throw it in I, i really really had to throw it in um so course the question you might be asking maybe you may not what is the difference between bdsm and kink well like we said kink is the umbrella sort of yeah. and bdsm falls underneath that umbrella from what i understand yes bdsm would be a kink yeah or would be a kink. but 
but it's not. Yeah, I, I, I think it is a kink because there's so many things that tie it into people. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, right? true. It will still be a kink. Um, yeah. So we're gonna get into that later too. Yeah. See, we're we're gonna get into it, and then there's this other thing in Daily Dot where they talk about the difference between kink and BDSM is that BDSM has an implied power exchange and kink does not. And that BDSM has a lot more structure and thus a greater staying power. And I was like, but isn't it just also just a part of the kinky shit? Like, why are we trying to use all these words and saying all these random things? BDSM is, according to the definition that we've seen here, you know, a kink. So yes, I'm just going to go with that for but, now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not the kink, <laughs> not the only one, but it is a kink. So we we continue. We we try to learn more about this. And you mentioned something about fetishes. So what do you think of fetishes? All right. So a fetish to me is more specific. That's more like the actual thing that you're into. So even though some of these sound like kinks, but I think the difference would be fetishes like what actually what you actually do sexually. So, like, I guess maybe the kink is feet, but then the, fet- the foot fetish is, is the actual, like, foot jobs or <laughs> wanting feet rubbing your face and stuff like that. I don't, I don't know. I just know fetishes are more specific to what you're into, like the things you actually do sexually, not just what you may be into or get turned on by. Uh, yep, yep, that sounds about right. I Yeah, I yeah. so they talk about foot fetish. That's the thing they talk about all the time. So being, you know fixated on feet and the things that come from that you know like i said foot jobs etc would be considered kinky things um so i really needed to figure out the difference between a fetish and a kink because i did not have a proper grasp on that and just because it all seemed the same Mm -hmm. Uh, so i said all fetishes are kinks but not all kinks are fetishes uh, like, so another uh, Venn diagram type situation. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole non-monogamous diagram. I feel like it's something very similar to that. So like kink is the broad term and fetish, like you said, is a sexual fixation on a specific object or act that is absolutely necessary to a person's sexual gratification. So it the fetish is necessary for mm-hmm. the gratification. Interesting. Yeah, right? I thought that was definitely something I had not really considered in that way and they give a this is from huffington post i know huffington post but i wanted like the 101 (laughs) articles so huffington post they give this um example from uh lola i don't know who dirty lola oh yeah i know was she a (laughs) showgirl no (laughs) sorry so Uh, yeah you you aged yourself barry manilow relax (laughs) But yeah, so Lola says, I'm a submissive and I love spankings and impact play. That kind of play adds another layer to my sex life that I love. However, I don't always want or need that kind of play to be a part of all of my sexual experiences. In fact, there are only certain people I practice that kind of play with, and I usually don't have penetrative sex when I play heavily. The play itself is usually pleasurable and fulfilling on its own. So that's, you know, her kink is, you know, like, yeah, spanking. She likes being spanked in impact play. That's a thing. I too enjoy that. Hey, Lola. Um, (laughs) But if Lola were to have a spanking fetish, she would not be able to get off without that kind of play. 
So she would walk away from a spankingless encounter sexually unfulfilled. Oh, wow. Makes me wonder if, uh, if I even have a, f- a fetish in that case, because I'm trying to think if there's anything specific I could not complete sex without. Oh, I now I feel kind of sad for those who have these fetishes and they have they need them for sex. I mean, they would not feel bad for it because if they're getting it, then yay. But, yeah. Mm, yeah. Do you think you have a fetish? Not necessarily, unless penis stimulation is a fetish, because that's what I need to be sexually satisfied. But other than <laughs> that, no. Yeah, there's nothing I can think that's like, and like absolutely necessary for me to be satisfied. That's not just under the definition of sex. Hmm. Okay. I don't think I have any fetishes either. Yeah. Like because I'm 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 really trying to like wrap my mind around that, but I don't I don't think I do. I think it's just that I enjoy certain things and. I'm, Sometimes I really, really want them. And other Mm -hmm. times I'm just not that interested. So it's like when I started, you know, with, you know, anal play, sometimes I really wanted it. And other times it was kind of like, nah, nope, take your, take your finger out my butt. Don't want that today. No, thank you. (laughs) Oh, God. Hmm, I wonder. Stink. (laughs) Ah, the shocker. Classic. I wonder if the, I guess the base way to define it would be a kink is like, an enhancement, whereas a fetish is like a need, like a requirement, maybe. enhancement versus requirement, maybe. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it. Um, but okay, so there what? You go, if... Oh, I did your job for you. <laughs> but what if you need kinky? But what if you need kinky sex? Like, what if you need this so-called kinky sex to get off? Is that then? Not then, then I guess. But then, so well, based on what you said before, every kink. Every fetish is a kink, but not every kink is a fetish. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, is... apologies to all our kinky friends, kinky listeners out there. We're just trying to figure this stuff out. The The interviews will have more in-depth and proper explanations for your set. But for us dum-dums, we're still trying to figure it out. This is, this is the best we got for you, right? Yeah. It's just, it's gray areas. It's just gray areas all around, I think. Like I said, when we talked about the non-monogamous uh, Venn diagram, and we mentioned this a couple of times back in the earlier episodes, for sure, that big graphic that we posted where it's like, yeah, polyamory's here, swinging, and then this and that, and open relationships here, and all these other little things that go into different types of non-monogamous relationships and the overlap that can come with that. Like, when I interviewed uh, Ruby and Sharita for the Poly Dallas Millennium promo, Ruby mentioned something about Swaley. I was like, what What the fuck is that? Like, what do you mean? What's a Swaley? Apparently, it's like swingers who are also polyamorous. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> That's a thing. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is oh, a thing. It's swinging and poly. Yeah, I guess from. that's what it is. I guess that's what it is. Now we have to like look it up. <laughs> what is what is Swaley? Like, yeah. Where'd the A come from? I'm pretty sure uh, Swaley's a rapper also, but uh, maybe feel like maybe. Swaley. Nope, nope, not dictionary. No, yeah, I, I don't know. know. That's what she said. I don't even know how to spell this one, so I, I'm, I'm here googling a word I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm also horrible at spelling, but she she said Swaley. It, it popped into my head. I thought she was talking about Swaley, 
but we were talking about non-monogamy, so that didn't make sense. You know, Swaley from um Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like that's when you first said it, I'm just like, Swaley, that's 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 a, a rapper, right? Oh, it's from Ray Rich Memory. I, I don't know how to say that name either. So I'm just being hit with a lot of words I don't know how to say. But yeah. Ray Shrama Frema. <laughs> Okay. No. Word names. But anyway, back to back, back to cake. Back to being kinky. Um, okay. So what is we've talked about fetishes, we've talked about this. What is one of the first quote unquote kinky things that you remember doing? Uh, my first experience in kink was I think pretty much most people's first experience, I would assume, which is you know, impact play, spanking, that kind of stuff. I think of all the kinks and our fetishes out there that's the one that we see most in like mainstream pop culture you know these people on tv getting spanked or talking about spanking at the very least you heard about children getting spanked is a totally different thing hopefully they're not related but who knows but yeah in my own life spanking general impact play i haven't really gone further i think i've used a flogger maybe once or twice but yeah that'll definitely be the first and then from there moving stuff like choking and I guess further impact play with some partners like getting hit in the face, which is, I know I turn off for some, but for some it's like a real turn on to an extensive degree. Like it's crazy, but yeah, that's my, my personal experience, at least from the the beginner's point of view. Okay, okay, so yeah, you started by you know beating on the people, them children in a sexual way, beating that pussy up and beating their ass. Yes, consensual, of course. Everything consent here. Um, so that's, yeah, that, that sort of tracks, I think, for me too, maybe. Ish, yes, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know that. I don't, I don't, no, I'm, I'm not really sure, right? So I didn't have sex until I was like 17, but I had been, I'd done like other things before that. So like I'd given head and, you know other sort of things and I'm trying to remember what really would have been a kinky thing that happened in my early sexual experience and I mean I got head which was you know okay oh I got my ass ate that would be considered kinky right I think maybe yeah again (laughs) we're just still confused about why what's kinky I mean these days if you're on twitter you know that's that, that standard. But. Yeah. Nowadays, eating the booties like groceries is standard. But I mean, back then, you know, young, <laughs> slightly more virginal, virginal meaning not as experienced, obviously, me. Um, yeah, I got my ass ate. And that was interesting. Uh, sex toys. I'd never had my own sex toy, but I, well, that's not true. Lies. Forget that. I just, I almost lied on myself. <laughs> I used sex toys before. I was going to say, I, but. <laughs> I'd use sex toys at that point in time. Um, and so with a partner, it probably would be, yeah, there was some analingus and light spanking, but my first time seeing anything kinky on TV was Ricky Martin living La Vida Loca when he was in the club with the girl and she poured the can of wax on his chest and he was like, Ooh, was oh, like, wow. Yeah, that looks good. <laughs> that looks like fun. Maybe because I wasn't focusing on Ricky himself, I do not remember that part of the video. Or maybe it wasn't as uh, awakening for me. Uh, but I yeah, I do love Wax Play. Yes. Well, shout out Wax Play. 
that might be what turned me on to that, you know, that, that whole thing. But I remember one of the first pornos I ever saw was weird. And, um, I was much younger. I think I was, my little, my older brother was like up in the middle of the night or something. And he was watching porn in the living room on TV. Cause that's the thing that you did apparently <laughs> back in the day before we watched all of our porn on the internet, he watched it on television and I couldn't sleep. I think because I had watched some movie I wasn't supposed to watch, maybe Child's Play or something. I can't do horror movies. It's not my thing. That's why we're doing Same. October and not anything scary. <laughs> so uh, he was up He was up watching TV, like in the living room or whatever. And so I went out there and he was watching this porno, which I didn't know what it was at the time. But I figured it out pretty fast after that. But I just kind of like watched as well. And it was this woman who was like a therapist and she had a guy who was her patient and she drugged him and she took him like into the secret back office room and like tied him to the bed and had her way with him i mean obviously you know he participated a bit more once the drugs wore off well i mean that whole thing is very much awkward and lacking consent and all sorts of weird stuff but I remember the bondage and like her tying him up and stuff. So that was stimulating, but I didn't know what that meant. So yeah, <laughs> that's my story. That seems very involved for a porno. <laughs> like, it was like hardcore porn or just something sexual? Yeah, no, it was hardcore porn. It was like um, like Playboy Channel or something like that. Okay, because I was like, this is this is a very Maybe because I don't watch that much story porn, I just go straight to the sex. But <laughs> I like, mean, we didn't have a choice. We did also, not have yes. a choice, Sham. Oh wow! Funny enough, my first sexual thing I watched at all was remember Eyes Wide Shut. Really? Yeah, like I didn't even know it was a regular movie. I thought for a while that that was actual porn because there was people having sex in it. So I was like, "Well, this is clearly porn. I will sneak away and watch it with my cousins or something." So. Yeah, and I guess that would count as kinky because they are doing the whole masked orgy thing, which, you know, yeah, it's they pretty did. out there. <laughs> as in, to this day, I don't know what that movie was about outside people have sex in it. That's the only part of the movie that has ever had any impact on me. <laughs> I I'm going to be honest. I don't remember the movie at all. Okay, I know like, I'm sure there's a storyline somewhere. I'm just like, but... Fast forward, sex. Wait, so where were you guys watching it? Was it on TV or was it like someone had a cassette or something? I think it was a cassette. Yeah, it was a cassette because I remember there being fast forwarding and so on. This was way before DVR or anything like that. This was like a VHS. And I think I was at a a cousin's house in in New York or something. These young ones don't even know what a VHS is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. A VHS is like a YouTube video you can carry in your pocket. <laughs> but you need to have a very big purse for that. Yeah. You need yeah. to have a very big purse to hold a VHS. And you needed a special system to play it. You couldn't just play it on your phone or anywhere you wanted. You had to have a VCR player. Yeah, you're breaking that. their brains. You're breaking their brains. <laughs> they, oh, I'm not even going to begin to explain what a VCR player is to y'all. Y'all, the, y'all just need to Google that. Oh, boy. The babies just need to Google it. Um, but yeah. yeah, so we we have seen kinky things on TV. Like you Ooh, know, we talked about real sex before. They had we some have, fetishes in there. Yes, I think that's the first did. place I heard the word fetish because they had a thing on food fetishes. 
And I don't want my brain going like, people have sex using food? How? And then American Pie happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, then we figured then out how. Like, okay. <laughs> this, is, this, is more, this is more done than I thought. Wow, American Pie. Mm-mm-mm. Like warm apple his pie. his dick in that pie was... <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can still see that scene so vividly. Jason Bateman just like humping this pie, like on and then his mom's when his dad counter. catches him, and then they're having the discussion. It's so, it's so weird because he's just kind of like sitting there, looking down at it, and you're just like, "What have I done?" Yes, yes. Oh my god! But Eugene Levy is a gem in that role. I yes. love him. No, he's no. like the best part of those movies but yeah so we have been seeing like fetishy kinky things even in mainstream right we've been yeah I mean, real sex was amazing describing that to us and american pie did have that weird pie fucking what other movie can you remember from our younger days that had and like a bigger kink slash fetish thing in there that you didn't really notice what it was at the time hmm kink and fetish i don't really know because yeah from my younger days either it went over my head or i didn't know it was kinky at the time i feel like i've probably seen a couple people just dressed up in leather but not knowing what it was but yes i can't really think of any other big movies from my childhood because i can think of is maybe like family guy when lois and uh peter <laughs> dressed up in their full-on leather outfits and they were a gimp and all that stuff Oh, wait, oh. there's that scene in uh, uh, Pulp Fiction where they have an actual gimp. But that's about it. Oh, yes. And um, I think, what movie was that? The Shining, maybe? Had a gimp in that one as well. The Shining? I think. Remember the, the whole, the, 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 when he was wandering to the rooms and the people were just like, you know, in the rooms doing different things? I think. Oh, okay. That sounds about right. I'm not yeah. going to correct you because I don't know The Shining that well. I'm yeah, sorry. I, I think. I don't really know. But um, yeah. Okay. So what are some kinky things that you have not tried but want to try? Huh. Kinky things that have not. Okay. I mean, my general kink is, you know, based on this podcast, you can tell group sex. So I've... I've had pretty good success in that general state. It's just, I've never had the full-on sex party experience where it's like 10 people in one house and every room somebody's having sex and there's like mixing and matching and all of that fun stuff. I have, I've had like smaller versions of that, but I've never gone the full, we all meet in this place, we wear masks or something or... You know, we do that whole, the whole shebang, like a proper, proper sex party slash orgy. I would always mix up which one is which, but yeah, that'll be my thing. And other than that, I think I've covered most of it. I've, I've yet to do anything proper with uh, rope play because getting the uh, bondage rope out here is kind of difficult. I'd have to ship it in and then, you know, I'd have to go to the shipper and they'd be looking at me like, so... Bondage rope, huh? I'm like, it's to uh, to tie my car or something. You just go lie. They're not even going to ask you. 
what the bondage rope is for. They're not even going to ask you. You just order rope from reputable sellers. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Oh, wait, uh, I forgot to tell the story that once my wife got, got her into, into, into butt stuff and she got herself a butt plug and she shipped them to my uh, like my shipping address. That's the thing we have to do in, in Jamaica sometimes. You have to ship it to a place and then you go collect it because it can't go directly to your mailbox for whatever reason anyway. So I had to go and pick up this butt plug and... You know, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be discreet. I, they, they won't know until I get the receipt and it says sexual item as like the description. And then I get the box and the box is very clearly a butt plug. There's no like, you know, packaging over it. It's not like in a brown paper bag. It's just like this big green and black box that says butt plug. And it's like, well, have a nice day. Thanks for doing business with you. I'll have a nice day. Now. Yeah. I remember that. That was so funny. When you sent the picture in the group chat, I died. I died yeah. laughing. <laughs> what what name discretion? <laughs> not, not here. Not, not in this house. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a funny time. Yeah, so, okay. what, so what have you not done yet that you want to do? Mm, I want okay. I mean I haven't seen it on everything. That's literally impossible. So I am I like to watch so i've done some voyeurism you know exhibitionism not really my thing i'm more of a watcher than a performer but i've also done exhibitiony things done the impact on the choking you know breath play done other things some light bondage nothing too crazy um i do want to i do want someone to use rope on me so I do need to get someone who is proficient at a rope and a good rigor. That would be nice. Um, more intense impact play, maybe, like with uh, different, yeah, to going deeper into impact play. Cause I like think with more tools and... Yeah, items. I think that's kind of my thing. So we'll see about that. And, um, well, this is not like a kink, I don't think. It's just something that I want. So I want there to be like, a, I want a gangbang, right? That's what I want. I want a guy bang for me. Oh. But there are not enough penis holders that I want to have sex with at the same time. Okay, <laughs> that is the that makes sense. I it's you know I'm very picky. Like you know, Shaf knows I'm like super picky about everything. So there are just there are not enough people that you know, because for me, so two dudes is not a gangbang. I need like, you know, like four. I think is my ideal number right four. now. Because no. four is a lot. You just need that. You need that one. One more to make it difficult. You know what I mean? Like I was about to say because you know I'm counting the holes here, and I think I you have, ran out. <laughs> I have three holes and two hands. Okay? okay, there you go. I can do things, but I'm probably only. I don't know. We're gonna see. We're gonna see. So maybe. I mean, that. have you considered a, a part? Penis part strap on gangbang maybe maybe that we want. I, I I want I want like uh, this sounds horrible. Oh boy, can't wait to hear this. <laughs> no, it's not like horrible, but I I want gangbangs with people of different at, at different times, right? So I've talked about having an all woman orgy, which I think would be very fun because everyone knows that lady sex goes on forever <laughs> so or just all of us just like ever. on each other until we pass out <laughs> that would be amazing um but for penis holders there's something very 
specific that I want out of it. So I don't necessarily want to introduce other um, people to this dynamic until I've fulfilled that thing I want okay. to Okay, so you want the specifically natural-born penises inside you, not necessarily the toy. Yeah, for, right? for this, for this particular that's, experience. Yeah, that, right. So that's one experience you want. So yeah. the, the strap-on version might be another time, but we definitely oh, want... That's definitely going to happen at another time in a different way. But oh. for right now, I just I want a penis holder. All right, I can I, yeah, I can get right. that. Basically, you want you yeah. want four you want four penises that you can just systematically destroy over time. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, yeah. you want you want four defeated men on the floor while you laugh from or, your throat. I I just want four defeated penis holders on the floor. Yes, you know? penis holders. Yes. So it could it could we'll see, but I'm pretty sure that I will be defeated. I just want to say that I gave the good old college try. All right then. <laughs> I mean, it's not even like I'm having sex now anyway, so it doesn't matter. This is like a very, very distant future if I even will still want this six months from now. Well, so we are talking very hypothetically right now, especially in the times of COVID. These, these are all dreams. I definitely am uh, nowhere near dreams. having a, a big old orgy in these times. I don't trust nobody. I don't even trust my family right now. You're like, oh, do you want to come over for dinner? No, I do not. I do not. I don't know where you've been this week, so I really just cannot. But thank you for inviting me. You can drop the food off outside. Thanks. <laughs> So much love. So much love there. Ah, yes, lots of love. Okay, so we've talked about some things. You know, there, there's this other thing where people are asking about the origins of kink and if kinks should be included in the LGBTQ plus umbrella. There are a lot of weird conversations going on out there. Um, of course, think pieces. I don't, <laughs> yeah, think pieces and thoughts and, and things. I don't know. But um, I'll just put the links to two such conversational pieces in our show notes without us really diving too deep into them because I I don't understand this. <laughs> and I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't want to, like, try to discuss it and then just have it not go well and do it badly. So, no. Let's go to this amazing Cosmo article. You know, Cosmo was where a lot of young girls got a lot of their sex tips and things and oh my god, he, 10 signs he really loves you and shit like that. So, <laughs> this particular yeah. article from February 5th, 2020, so it's actually recent, y'all. Recent. 21 kinks and fetishes you should absolutely know about. And I skimmed this list and I don't think they've labeled some of these things correct. Oh boy. But that's a whole other thing. They start off talking about the way that kinks and fetishes are low key highlighted all over mainstream media. So, Rihanna's song, where they say, talk about chips and wh- whips and chains exciting her. I was like, chips and what? Chips and wings, yeah. Oh. <laughs> chips and whips and chains excite her. That sounds like and a then, new item. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Fifty Shades of Grey, of course. God. God forbid. Yes. The, the bane of every romance and, you know, kink existence all wrapped into one. Um, movie secretary, you know, we've talked about that before. We have we talked about secretary before? I don't think so. What movie is this? You've never seen Secretary? I've seen with Secretary. Maggie Gyllenhaal. No. no, Secretary with Maggie Gyllenhaal, and um, I think it's James Spader. Is that his name? I don't know. So he is like a dom or something, and she's his secretary, and they do like lifestyle BDSM play, like all in the office and everything. 
Oh, I mean, it, it gets really, really bad. Like, uh, it's it's problematic in some ways. But oh, I'm okay. Gonna, yeah, but Secretary, I remember that movie. That was that's one of the times I saw BDSM on the screen. Uh, right, but then. yes, <laughs> yes, I will send you the link to that. And you know, we should watch it. We should watch it and talk about it for our people. That'll that be our, be, our watch along. Yeah, that should be one of the episodes later on this month. We'll, we'll talk more about it at the end. But yeah, so into this Cosmo article, um, the definition they used for kink is defined by Merriam-Webster. So a kink is an unconventional sexual taste or behavior. Um, and so Dr. Liz Powell says the term is used to indicate anything that is not sort of run-of-the-mill interaction. And when Liz says anything, she means anything. So number one on this list they have is voyeurism. Mm-hmm. Which so are we going to like give our, our own takes on all of these? Might as well. Yes. And voyeurism <laughs> for me is a yes. Same. Same. I, I, I didn't mention it before, but I forgot about it. Okay. I guess give the definition first. Uh, getting sexual excitement from watching others when they are naked or engaging in sexual acts. And for me, yes. 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 When, when I first started my mm-hmm. poly swinger journey, whatever you want to call it, you know, originally it was me and the wife looking for threesomes. But some girls were more into the wife than they were into me. And I was just like, that's fine with me. I'll sit on the couch. Y'all have fun on the bed. And that was it for many an experience. So voyeurism, definitely. I don't have it to the point where people, you know, peep through windows and they want to not be seen and all that. That's a little, that's a little weird for me because that brings in the idea of consent, which, you know, we talked about with uh, Zach before. So yes. I wouldn't... I wouldn't want to do the, the sneaky voyeurism, but I do like the idea of watching people have sex. You know, you got your friends on your Snapchat that will send you a sex video once in a while. Those are good friends to have. Have those friends in your life. Yeah, I am into watching. Um, part of my voyeurism is also like sounds. I like hearing the sounds as well. Um, and I also, I'm nosy. So you telling me about sexual experience works for me <laughs> in many ways. Uh, so I kind of appreciate all aspects of voyeurism, except for, you know, like I said, the ones that violate consent, like those hidden cameras that people don't know are there sort of things. I'm not into it like that. Um, and you see that a lot pop up in porn sites. If you guys know what I'm talking about, you probably have seen some sort of, you know, hidden camera, you know, mom masturbates on bed shit or something like that. And things are labeled weird on these sites anyway. But uh, yeah, voyeurism for me, it's a big yes. Number two is breath play. So of course, this refers to having your breathing restricted during sexual activity. Um, Obviously, the healthiest alternative to breath play, aside from someone else doing it, is holding your own breath. (laughs) But um, yeah, so choking, you know, holding the neck a certain way. Yeah, breath play is, I'm okay with that. What about you? So that's what I'm wondering. Does choking come under, under this because... They say the best way, the proper way to choke is to squeeze at the sides, which limits breath to your um, oxygen to your brain, but it's not like cutting off the actual windpipes. I don't know. Is that still a breath play? Yeah, it's still a breath play because it doesn't, I mean, if it if it does affect the, you know what I mean? I think, yeah, uh, yeah okay. it is a version of breath play, I think. That's what I will say. Okay, then breath play, yes, for me as well. So, ding, ding. Two for two. Giving giving or receiving? Mm -hmm. More giving. I don't really get a a direct uh, burst of pleasure from it. 
personally. But if my partner is into it and they, you know, want to choke me, then I'm into it because they're into it. So it's, I guess that's a lot of these are going to end up being like that kind of not comparison, but I I will be aroused because they are aroused. So yeah, so as in if it's it being done to me, I'm fine with, but it's not uh, an actual direct king for me. So I guess, huh? So I guess maybe not ding, <laughs> maybe halfway ding for me. Okay, okay. So yeah, like I said, I'm I'm into it. That is for me. I I will. I like both giving and receiving. Is probably the shortest way to say it. yes. Both yes for both. What's next on our list, Jam? BDSM. That's that's a big one right there. And of course, we know BDSM is one of my favorite. Uh, what is it? It's not an acronym because it's it's not one meaning for every acronym, every letter in the acronym. It's so weird because the B and D are bonded and disciplined. But then D and the S are domination and submission. And then S and M is for sadism and masochism. So it's a, it's a weird use of those letters. It's, it's almost like it should be longer, but they just kind of push them all together to use one letter out of everything. So yeah, and as we know, so that's where you get your your bondage, your tying up, your, your rope play, your handcuffs, your floggers, your more impact play, all that stuff. And for me, that's a yes. That's a that's a big yes for me. If you can tie someone up, rope play, handcuffs, all that, all that good stuff, both giving and receiving. I, 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 it's fun being tied up, and it's fun tying people up. So, thing for me. Bond and discipline is for you. Also for me, I prefer. Well, no, it depends. It depends on who it is. I'm easy both ways. What about domination and submission? Do you think that you're dominant or a sub or what what are you thinking? I think uh, I'd be more defined as a switch, which, which means I can do either or. But I think definitely more to dominant. I think I'm, I'm more comfortable in that role. You know, I will do the submissive once again to play into my partner's kink to their enjoyment but i'm not naturally some well i am naturally submissive but not sexually submissive so it doesn't really turn me on as much but i can get into it but definitely yeah, i would put myself as switch play playing both sides okay i have heard i'm a switch um i don't submit to just anyone so <laughs> there's that uh there there's that so S&M for sadism and masochism. Thank you, Rihanna, for having that the consciousness of everyone. <laughs> uh, I am not a sadist, but I definitely lean more towards masochist. So I like it when you're hurting me in a certain kind of way. Uh-huh. I don't think I know either of these are are really me. So I guess this part of the BDSM is not really my thing. If it's your thing, I will facilitate it, but generally it's not a direct king for me, personally. Okay, so number four is scene or scene play. You see now why I say that I don't think some of these things are correct. Um, so a scene is a term for the time period in which the kinky play goes down. Um, so while you might refer to a night of sex as simply a hookup, those, those within the kink community often refer to planned time with partners in which they engage in their shared kinks as scenes. 
I have never done a scene like that. Um, I don't have planned time. I will, I've never had planned time doing it. So I am not the person to talk to about this. Yeah, I'm kind of lost on this one, honestly. Because is it a fetish on its own or is it when you play out your kink? Because it doesn't seem to be its own thing. Because it's just like a scene seems like it would fall under kink as something you do when you're kinky, but it doesn't seem like it's its own kink. I'm not getting... When I first saw a scene, I thought it was like maybe role play. Could that be what they mean? Let me... No, it's not what they mean. Run through this. No, then, yeah, I've got nothing for this one. I'm sorry. So I guess... As I said, I I don't think so. I think this is more of like a definitions list as opposed to a 21 kinks and fetishes list. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is weird. That's 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 why I said it's not... It's not right in his. So number five, dominant and submissive. So a dominant partner and a submissive partner. Um, so yes, a dominant partner enjoys dominating their partner through various kinky activities like choking or calling someone names, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there is some people do use humiliation tied into this. June, I'm not a humiliation sort of person. Um, but yeah, this is not yeah. into the bootlicking or any of that stuff. Uh, yeah. So Cameron Glover, who is a sex educator and uh, the host of Sex Ed in Color uh, podcast, says that usually when we hear someone use terms like dominant or submissive to describe themselves, these are more identity based than action based. But these don't have to be set in stone. There are people that use these terms interchangeably. So that's interesting. Um, we've talked a bit about that before in the, you know, BDSM section. The S and the BDSM thing. And switch, you know, someone who switches between dominant and submissive. That's point number six. Number seven, sadism and masochism. I guess they're going to go through and describe some of these things. Anyway, so sadist is someone who consensually derives sexual pleasure out of inflicting physical or psychological, physical pain or psychological humiliation on their partner. Masochism is someone who derives pleasure out of receiving pain or humiliation. So we've had Zach on here a couple of times. Zach is a sadist and he has said this. So we already know. Sham is neither of these. I'm a masochist. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, yeah, humiliation is not my thing, though. It's definitely more physical for me. All right, and from there we go to golden showers and piss play. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> not even a second to think about it. Yeah, personally, I'm no. not big into the, into, the, into the piss play either. The closest thing I would say for me to this would be maybe... Squirting, which, you know, the argument is always, you know, how much of squirt is actually pee or not pee or whatever. So in the terms of, you know, being squirted on by a sexual release that is watery, I'm into that. But if it's a straight up standover and pee, no, thank you. I am not into into pee sexually. I'm sorry. If I come across a partner who's into it, maybe I'll be like, I can like piss on like my, my foot or something. No, like a dog. You wanted to piss on your foot like a dog. Barks a tree. I am trying and, to compromise. Okay, this, is, this, is not, this is not me shaming piss play, right? It's not for me. Yeah. But I, you're like, oh, you can pee on my foot or something. You mean like a dog just pees? You want to just lift up her leg and pee on your foot? What are you doing? I am trying to compromise here, okay? <laughs> it's like, all right. You can, you, can, you, can just, you can use that. You can use that. I'm not going to. I don't, because the, the things I've heard. Oh, can't tell you though. Okay, it's going to get real gross. But sorry, sorry, my brain. The grossest form of piss play I've ever heard is someone ties a bucket to their nipples and the person playing with them pees in the bucket. 
So of course, the more they pee, the more the heavier it gets on their nipples. So the only way to alleviate that pressure, would you like to guess how? No, just just tell me. With a straw. <laughs> because so if you want your uh, nipples to stop. Oh, you have to drink the pee. Yes, yes. That is mm, Yeah, not for me. No thanks. But as far as creativity goes, I was like, all right, that's cool. As far as I was like, okay, you it's a mixture of things. But yeah, not for me, but I just had to put that one out there. I'm sure someone out there is is happy to hear this right now. The people in at home cringing right now, I'm sorry. No, no king shaving. Please, no kink shaming. Huh. So let's go to edge play. Yes. Um, so edge play in kink is any kind of activity that is further out there and considered more dangerous. So Dr. Powell says what qualifies as edge play is different for everyone. Uh, it could mean anything that involves blood or breaking the skin with certain whips. And there are others who enjoy knife and needle play. First, uh, okay. So I guess edge play is just anything that. Oh, huh. and it's an intense scene. That, this seems uh, more of a classification than anything. Yeah, so. exactly. This is kind of confusing for me. Um, yeah, so rack is not a kink, even though it sounds like one. That's the next one on the list. It stands for risk-aware consensual kink. So it's another, I guess, guideline that kinksters live by. Another acronym is SSC, which is for safe, sane, and consensual. And rack is used more commonly since what's considered sane varies from person to person, which which makes sense. I appreciate that distinction. Uh, let's go to the next one: erotic humiliation. Right. Um, so this is back on in the BDSM mm-hmm. section. Yeah, so it's like calling me a slut during sex, um, consensually being forced to watch your partner have sex with someone else. So kind of like oh, and then of course the next one right after that is cuckolding, and I was going to say so kind of like cucking. And then we're almost there. And then we're there. I will um, say on the humiliation, as much as I'm not into the full, full on humiliating people, I have engaged in you know the calling them slut and all of that during sex. That much I can. That's my limit, I guess. Calling someone slut during sex, I'm 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 fine and into. I can do that. But as far as yeah. the proper humiliation, just you know, telling someone down and all that, I I can't go that far. But yeah, uh, throwing a slot here or there in between spanks, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, yeah, so cucking. <laughs> we already know that. Yep. A cuck is a male submissive who gets off on his partner having sex with someone else, usually a traditionally more masculine person. Sometimes a cuck will watch from the corner of the room. Sometimes the cuck will be verbally mocked for having a smaller penis while his partner has sex with a real man. And sometimes the cuck is forced to stay at home getting off on the knowledge that his partner is out there having sex with someone bigger better and stronger than him so yeah we already know of all about cucking um i it's not a thing that i'm interested in so eh. yeah same here i i definitely could not get off on watching my partner having sex with another man worse if it was you know with all this humiliation thrown in and i don't think i could be a bull either which is i believe what they call the man who actually has the sex while the cook is in the corner yeah crying or whatever i feel like the the him watching the whole time would be a little distracting would throw me off especially if if she's insulting him at the same time yeah that would that wouldn't be fun for me personally but hey if that's your thing you you do it do it too 
Okay, so next is aftercare, which is very important. I'm sure we'll hear more about this from our interviews later on in this process. Yep, yep. But um, it's a fancy word for checking in with one another after a scene to make sure all parties feel happy and comfortable. And that can include things like, uh, you know, if partner needs to be cuddled, you cuddle them, cleaning up, putting away toys, checking each other's headspace. Just aftercare is whatever aftercare looks like for you. I guess. So that is probably the best way I've heard it described. Ways, you said, to make your partners happy and comfortable after what's going on. And it's not just the dominant giving the submissive aftercare. You know, the, whatever you need after the encounter, that's 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 where that is, I think. Yeah, I, uh, I've definitely engaged in aftercare in my past. I mean, in my past. Before, definitely something I recommend for any kind of sex not even just dominant and submissive sex sometimes you know if you have a particularly intense sexual session and you know your partner is trained and you know i've come their entire life of you know you hold them you you cuddle them you get them a get them a drink and you you make them feel loved after you've utterly destroyed them yeah something like that um so we are pro aftercare Number 14 is CBT, which stands for cock and ball torture. Um, No thank you for me. I don't get off on um, torturing anyone's cock and balls without it being like squeezed by my vagina walls or something like that. Like that's different. That's a different kind of cock and ball torture. Not the kind they're talking about with this. Uh, It's a hard no for me. Yep. Same here. Do not into that at all. My, my balls cannot take any such damage. Or pain, please no. Please stay away from my balls unless you are licking and or cuddling them. Thank you very much. Okay, so next on the list we have foot fetishes. So foot fetishes are apparently really, really common. And I will have a little weird story about this from private practice. Um, I rewatched private practice fairly recently, and there is a dude who was a patient of the therapist Violet, who um what's her name? Uh, Addison ended up going out with and Violet was like I don't think he's ready don't think you should date him and she was like oh he seems fine everything seems so great whatever and then dude is in the ER (laughs) Violet gets called it's because he stole Addison's shoe and stuck it up his butt whoa okay Yeah. that went from 0 to 100 real real, real quick (laughs) what I know (laughs) of foot fetish is just like oh you like to look at feet or touch them shoe up the butt that is a new one on me i would not expect that from was it private practice that's that's just a regular yeah. drama right uh it's a, it's a crazy anatomy spinoff but yeah so look, that makes people, it even crazier. yeah he's like yeah people with foot fetishes mm-hmm. are usually men they say they're usually men um so they desire to worship women's feet through kissing massage or even giving a pedicure some men enjoy a humiliation aspect of it, want to be stomped on or have smelly feet in their faces. Other men view a woman's feet as something sacred. So, yeah, I mean, foot foot fetishes come in all shapes and sizes, but apparently it's usually men who are into feet in this way. I am not into feet like that. Um, if I am with someone who is, I guess I don't have a problem with them loving on them in a certain way and like sucking them, my toes and stuff like that. That doesn't bother me. But I will not reciprocate. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. So much to say here. Me personally, not into feet at all. I don't get it. It's weird to me. And the more I know what foot fetish is, the more I I become more aware of it when I 
realize that certain adult photos, usually, you know, it would be a girl naked. But then some of them, they very purposely have the feet front and center. And I'm like, oh, I know who this is for. This is not for me, but this is for one of my foot fetish friends. And yeah, my thoughts on it. I think it would make the woman's job easier or whoever the partner is because, you know, if you're a woman and you have to send a man nudes, it's the, it's the worst thing. Y'all got to get naked. You have to worry about your nudes leaking and all that. But if you got a foot fetish guy, feed pics, the easiest thing to take. You can be at work and just take your foot out of your stocking or something. So, yeah. And I've, I've been wondering because you, you put, you, you said already that it's generally just men. I'm wondering, are there any other fetishes like a foot fetish or anything similar that's only in women? Because to me, a foot is not generally something sexual, but someone with a foot fetish would find it sexual. Is there anything like that for a woman where there's a body part on a man or another woman that they would find sexual that is not generally considered sexual for them? Not that I know of. Or, uh, not that I can think not of. That, it's not that uh, common as foot fetishes yeah. are far and wide. Yeah. It's not the same way, I don't think. So, yeah, I don't I, I don't know of anything. If the listeners know something, they will definitely let us know about that. So, number 16, impact play, which we've already discussed. It refers to hitting or spanking a partner's body. Can be done with toys, can be done with, you know, bare hands. Um, and so they talk a bit about how to keep impact play safe and comfortable, you know, safe words. Agree to hit only certain areas to lessen pain. Agree to be communicative about any discomfort or unwanted pain. And just making sure you're communicating and ensuring that you're okay with the pain level. That's also an important thing to communicate. And uh, I am pro-impact. We we already know that, but yes. Yeah, I think we is another, we're back to a double two thumbs up on this one from both, both um, Jen and Sham. Yeah, fully into this, into our version of this, not receiving personally, other than I'll take a slap to the face. Maybe I don't really get anything from a slap to the butt, but I will, I will spank you till the the cows come home, or whatever the term is. Yeah, two I thumbs up on impact play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so twenty four seven is um, refers to an arrangement where if someone is like dominant or submissive that they engage in these roles full time. So it's 24 seven arrangement, meaning that the consensual power exchange occurs full time, often while living together. So, um, dirty talk with Delilah had an episode last season with a submissive. And uh, I think she is submissive 24 seven. She doesn't live with her partner who is her. She doesn't live with her Dom, but she still plays her submissive role 24 seven. That is their arrangement. And uh, that was interesting. I can't remember what episode it was, but if I do, I will link it in the show notes. So do you think you could handle a 24-7 type? Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm too, I'm too picky. You're too picky. So I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll want French toast and right before I make it change my mind and have waffles instead. So that's, yeah. that's not for me. So you can't be halfway through your French toast and then someone tells you to like, make yourself come or something. You're going to be like, no, I've got, I've got toast. On the fryer right now. What yeah, are you pretty about? much. Pretty much. Don't hmm. be bothering me while I'm trying to sort some food out. Yeah. But yeah, not for me, but um, I've seen people who have benefited from the lifestyle and enjoy it, so I'm all for it. Yeah, me personally, uh, I I'm not into it. I can't. I don't think I could 
even if someone is into it and they ask me to do that, I would probably forget or get distracted halfway through the day or something. So I, I, w- I don't think I have the attention span for this particular <laughs> type of kink, but I have seen it firsthand where the wife was had a partner who was into this. And I remember one specific day where she would send her like a request, you know, she'd be at work and she'd be like, Hey, go make yourself come and show me the evidence and stuff like that. And this was like, I wasn't, you know, involved, but I could see every aspect of it because, you know, they knew I was a part of this, but not directly. And just the fact that throughout the day, just be like, Oh, you know, I'm having lunch and, you know, you have to say yes, mistress and all this stuff. It was fascinating for me and I could definitely see somebody being into it. So yeah, I don't think I have the capacity to do it myself, but I'm I'm in support of other people doing it. And I, I get it, but I just can't do it. And then this one is a bit controversial. Oh boy. Age playing. A big one. Uh, so it's just a concise term for a form of role playing in which two consenting adults enter a scene that involves taking on roles and ages that aren't their own. So it can be something as simple as a submissive being a baby girl, enjoying a male dominant partner who takes care of her and who she calls daddy. And so that's one side of it. And could also go as far as um, adult baby and diaper play and other such things. <laughs> not for me. Um, I am not a little. That's not, I think, you know, daddy little girl thing. I'm not, I'm not a little. That's not for me. I There's nothing about age play that is appealing to me. So for my personal sexual things. Yeah, uh, same here. Not even the base version, which I guess would be calling calling me daddy. I'm not into that. That would be weird for me. Personally, if you're into it, it's fine. I just can't get into the idea because I would instantly think of father. And my father, your father, would be weird. So not for me. And then if you're going into like the diapers and so on, I, I honestly don't get it. I've, I've seen it as far as like on TV and so on and trying to wrap my head around it. But I don't think that part of my brain is open, unfortunately. So no judgment if you're into it. If someone told me they're into age play, but I go cool. Just you're not doing that with me. Okay. Uh, so rope bondage, which we've already discussed. It's usually when a partner who is a top or dominant restrains another typically submissive partner using rope. It can be as simple as using rope to tie a partner's arms together or as intricate as shibari, which is a form of Japanese rope tying and involves intricate knots and patterns and is considered an art form. It is. um, I follow a bunch of rope people. Looks amazing. I've met a couple of amazing people online through the distance, um, but I'm interested in rope bondage. I would like to be shibari'd one of these days. Uh, so we'll see what is in store for my future. Yeah, full in support of this. I've not practiced rope specific bondage, but have done the the usual fluffy handcuffs. And funny enough, <laughs> one of my wedding gifts was a a roll of bondage tape, which is tape that sticks to itself but not to you. Perfect for tying someone down and binding feet and so on. Hmm, give me that tape. That's the thing. That was me. I did that. <laughs> I gave I gave that gift. I give amazing gifts. That's the most important thing you need to know. I did that. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, that was a gift from Jen. But yes, that 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 wonderful little thing. Unfortunately, I haven't moved on to rope just yet. But I definitely want to try some of these more intricate ties because you know anybody can tie a feet together. But when they 
make that little little harness that goes around like it goes through the breast and then over the shoulder and all of that fun stuff that that just looks fun and you know i used to be a cub scout so maybe that's that why that's why it appeals to me but yeah we'll definitely maybe. get into it Maybe that's what maybe that's what your childhood was trying to tell you all along. You were learning to tie knots, and you're like, "I need to be a rigger. That's what I'm going to be when I grow up." <laughs> yeah, who knows where kings come from? You know, sometimes you just do one thing when you're when you were like five years old, and all of a sudden, it just follows you up through life. Yeah, yeah, there's that. And the next one is one that someone asked me about this last night, so it's so funny. Fisting, the act of inserting an entire head or fist into a bodily orifice, like the vagina or rectum. Um, there's a little note here, which I thought was very important. Please use a lot of lube. Yes, lube is necessary <laughs> for all sorts of things. So necessary. Oh, let's see. Mm, not, ah, nah, I've never been fisted. I do not want to be fisted anally, not ever. So that's a hard no for me. Um, I, I I, just, just I, I can't imagine someone's fist in my vagina. I'm not like anti having someone's fist in my vagina. I just can't imagine it. So, yeah. Yeah. The idea of anal fisting is also crazy to me. I know people do it, but it's just knowing how small the anus generally starts and then to expand it enough to fit all five fingers in is nuts to me. But people find a way to do it and find big ways to fit bigger things in there. So shout out to those people. Yeah, me personally, not into it necessarily. Definitely not for, for my own, <laughs> my own, but... Uh, doing it, if you're into it, I will try. You know, uh, the most I've gone, I think, while in a fingering session would be three. But if they, if someone wanted all, f- all five, I would do my best. Uh, one of the funniest things I've ever heard about fisting was that they called it fisting, but the best way to carry it out is called the, the silent duck. What does that mean? It basically means do your put your hands like it's a duck. And that's generally what fisting oh, is. Yeah, like, yeah you straighten it out and then you like, you put it in that way. So I don't think generally people make an actual fist and push it in. I mean, if you do, that's fine. <laughs> but I think, I think they make the fist after once it's inside. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so probably, I guess that's the best way to get it in. And then once you get in, you do whatever you're doing in there. Funny enough, <laughs> in, in Jamaica, I believe fisting, like that would be a term for punching someone. Like I feel like, like fist him. So, yeah, you fist dunk somebody, and I'm backing your, and of course, talk about backing your fist, which means so, you know, masturbating. Yeah, but, so, yeah. so, the first couple of times I heard the term fisting, it was weird. It was like, boy, they're gonna have to stop using this in Jamaica because you're gonna get themselves in trouble if you're gonna threaten to fist someone. You're gonna be in trouble. <laughs> and the last one on this list is orgasm control, which is a scene in which the submissive partner allows the dominant partner to decide when they get to come. Uh, oh, sorry, not not that's not what this is, but that is one such form of orgasm control. Um, it could also involve wearing a chastity device, um, or edging, which is where someone is restrained or just brought to the edge of an orgasm at the point of stimulation is stopped, and then you know you start over. Um, yeah, I mm, not for me. I know that um, a couple of my friends are into edging and orgasm control. That is not my thing so eh, i am not i'm not excited about it i'm not interested in it well this might be our first is the first one you disagreed on because i'm definitely into this maybe not to the extent of the physical devices being used because i i I can't imagine what a uh, chastity belt 
the chest is about the thing that the the the, the cock ring what that feels like to want to yeah oh like stuff. a cock cage yeah that that sounds unpleasant for me personally but the idea of like telling someone when to come is one of my favorite things to do it's something me and the wife have done a lot you know it's been tried on me <laughs> for me not to come and unfortunately i don't think i have as much control over my body as uh the wife does because i will try but it's always like three seconds later kablooey i'm sorry i i couldn't stop <laughs> but yeah I, I i do enjoy the wait for it making them wait for it telling them not to and then the best way to do it is bringing them to the brink of it telling them they can't come and then you make them wait and then you say now you can and then just the release of it is what is enough to get them there you don't even have to do anything more any more physical stimulation but that's it for me but yeah <laughs> So I think the rest of this list, I think we are where we were generally the same as far as like both yeses, both noes, or, you know, for some of them where it was, you were probably enthusiastic and I wasn't and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. This is one where we definitely is more of like a hard nah for me. And you're like a yeah for you. (laughs) So it is what it is. We've gone through our list. We've had this basic conversation with you and we want you to continue it on our social media. So once you guys listen to this episode, be sure to tweet us at monogamishpod. That's on the Twitters. Or uh, send us a message on Instagram at monogamishpod to further this conversation. Um, Sham is actually going to be in charge of our Twitter for a while. I usually do it, but um, I can't right mm. now i'm i'm having a weird twitter time so sham's taking up the twitter i'm gonna do the instagram and he'll be the one replying to all your stuff but obviously if you want to reach me and you just say the messages for jen he'll still get it to me that's fine um so we talked about twitter talked about instagram i want to thank altplayground.net as well for sponsoring of us of course Shout and we want you guys to find us at monogamishpod.com. That's where you can find links to all of our episodes, show notes, what other appearances that we've had, things that we've done. It'll be all on there. Uh, Patreon.com slash monogamishpod to give us money and get bonus content in return. You can also do anchor.fm slash monogamishpod slash support just to give us money because we appreciate that too. It costs money. To put together a podcast, we appreciate any contribution you guys can give to us. Please and our merch is open. Uh, go to shop. It's be on the Monogamish Pod page. You know, on our websites, go to shop and you will see it there. Or you can go to monogamishpod.threadless.com. And Sham, you upload to SoundCloud, right? Yes, a SoundCloud, usually later than the other places, but it will be, get, be there. And Generally, you can find us at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe, five stars. Help us, you know, move up in the algorithm and all that other te- technical mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, all that other secret, super important stuff that technology does. So once again, we want to thank you guys for listening to us today. And the conversation will be continued next week with a special interview. So, XOXO, I'm Jen. <laughs> I'm Sham. And where my knock I think we had it on the end and then we lost it. Not right. Okay.